Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Shay. Good morning, Ashwini. Here's our assignment. This week, we practice noticing life's generosity. Notice the many ways that life offers as you, through you, and around you. Notice where you experience stewardship rather than ownership. Notice when you give from a sense of wholeness. Notice what you offer freely. Notice when you're reopened, so fulfilled that you can give away the moon itself. And since identification is inevitable, notice when you are the thief, acquisitive, deprived, and primed to steal what is already yours. Notice if, like the thief, you experience bewilderment at encountering life's willingness to give you everything without asking. Here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hello. Can you hear me all right? Yes. Who is this? It's Alice calling from England. Hello, Um, Alice. What are you seeing? (laughs) I've got a big smile on my face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just appreciate your chuckling. I really do. And it's (laughs) contagious, and I'm grateful for it. And what I'm noticing... um, I'm noticing gratitude um, a long time ago, remote, no, just a while ago, I don't know how long, um, I, found, I listened to something that said, uh, you probably recognize it when I mention it, giving thanks for what happened today. Um, it had uh, thanks for smiles given and got, and thanks, uh, sorry, uh, things, smiles given and got today, um, indications of kindness, good news, someone who looked great, things you're glad happened today, and this is the key bit, things you're glad didn't happen. And I'm so deeply grateful for awareness to be thankful for the things that didn't happen. Uh, hang on, hang on, Alice. Ashwini? Uh, Ashwini? Uh, Ashwini? Sherry, Sh- yes? Uh, Alice is, uh, it, I'm sure it's my phone service, still in yet again, but it's, uh, she, it's breaking up so badly for me that I can't, I can't understand what she's saying. Cherry, oh. is this any better? Is this any better? Can you hear me now? I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's you, Alice. I think it's me. My, my phone has just been giving me fits for a while now. Um, and today you don't have electricity on top of everything else. I'm not sure how it all works together. Shirley, shall I just talk to Alice? Yes. Yes, please, if, if you would. Okay. And, and if I if it feels like I can hear people, then I'll ask to come back. But if I can't, then I I'll just uh, I I don't know. Listen to a recording, I suppose. Right. <laughs> So, Alice, I heard you say uh, that you are so absolutely grateful for the things that did not happen. It's such a gift, Ashwini. It's such a gift. Mm-hmm. It's, it's particularly a gift at the moments when things don't, they just unfold as they unfold. And if something doesn't happen, being thankful it didn't happen, it might have cleared the space for something even more wonderful to happen. And... Um, I'm just grateful for it. I'm, I'm yes. aware that you're saying what we're actually focusing on at the moment 
is generosity and uh, the world um, well it's very generous I'll go quiet I've said enough already actually <laughs> well, and I do think that you know we, we tend to think of generosity as active offering but you're absolutely right right there's so much generosity in what doesn't happen because we give we are grateful that the that water shows up at the tap and the power didn't go out and the uh, there's still clean air and all of those things that exist without acknowledgement is also generous. It's all the things that are, that didn't go wrong that is also life generosity. And I think that you're pointing that out to us. Yes, Ashwini. The example that I heard was the plane was late. It didn't crash. And it's such a gift to be able to be grateful for things as they are. Thank you, Ashwini, in particular, for saying this week that one form of generosity is to listen and say nothing and let someone else be... Is it, uh, I can't, I'm paraphrasing now. Let someone else be themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, the, the generosity of restraint. It's a gift, Ashwini. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Alice. So, I'm sorry, was there more? Just to say, I'll sign off now with a big thank you and a big smile and thank you to all of Sangha. Bye for now. Take care. All right, here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Jill in Massachusetts. Hey, Jill. Hey. Um, well, that restraint conversation really um, speaks to what I was going to uh, celebrate with looking at generosity in that um, I guess the past couple of years I have made a conscious uh, decision to kind of um, be open to feedback uh, and, and or to not fall for the karma that tells me that feedback is bad. And um, recently I got some feedback. I mean, it's just been so great. To, I mean, it's such an ego. <laughs> it ferrets out a lot of um, ego stories when I get feedback. I mean, it's 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 such a amazing practice. And um, and yeah, I was in a, a meeting um, the other day, and the intention of the meeting was to get feedback. And um, I, there was a lot of possibility for going with um, some of the karmic. Uh, stories and I didn't and the generosity that I've received since the giving it felt like it was generous to not go with ego like that was the only you know I mean it to me it seems like such a um, uh, yeah just such a passive offering of generosity but it was so powerful and it's just I mean I'm I'm like swimming in generosity from my colleagues now with what they're willing to contribute and how they're willing to help me and it's just I mean I'm kind of astounded um, so yeah. I, a big success really mm-hmm. feeling it yes well that is that it that really is the restraint that we're talking about that's actually an act of generosity when we restrain our ego reaction right so mm-hmm. there's an intent that what I am is uh, this is all about feedback and I'm feeling and, and I'm here to receive it then, you know, that's, that's the intent. And as, if I can keep those ego stories at bay, 
then I can receive what is being given, not mm-hmm. necessarily what ego thinks should or should not be, <laughs> right? Now, I, I actually have so, so much more freedom, right, just because as, if it's filtered by ego, then this is good and this is bad. I'm actually not open to everything and receiving what is actually given because it's always tainted by what ego puts on top of it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's, it was like being in, on another planet. I mean, it, it was such a, um, a, a different experience. I felt like it was like an alternative universe, and it kind of is. Um, but it was one that I just couldn't imagine exactly like, like what you're describing. Like, in, in that restraint, so much opens up that I would have never uh, seen, been a, um, had the opportunity to experience or even would be given to me or presented to me as a possible experience uh, beyond, it was beyond my imagined, you know, ego's idea of what was possible. And um, yeah, I mean, the really magical. The limited to the unlimited, right? Oh my so gosh. I'm, yeah. I'm constrained by ego, I can only receive what ego says that I, I, that is appropriate for me to receive. But once mm-hmm. we step out of that limited identification, then the possibilities are limitless and that experience you're talking about is experience of freedom. They're always included, not selectively included. Yeah, and I ha- I'm just also listening to that, just having a moment of reflection on how over the past few years, like how slowly um, this pra- this our practice and also my practice of this you know, has laid the groundwork for me to be able to do this because this was a really big one. And, um, and, but also the gifts from it are really monumental. I mean, it's, it's, it's changing my professional life at this organization. And um, so I just, yeah, I feel so much gratitude and um, yeah, big success. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. All right, here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Sherry, let me know if you can hear. Uh, uh, Ashwini, uh, I can. I, I apologize. I, I wasn't muted, and I did walk outside. And I've, for the last few minutes, I've been able to uh, hear pretty well. So I, I'd love to join in if this is a good gesture. Yes, here's our next caller. Hi, this is Anne in Arkansas. Hello, Anne. What are you seeing? Well, I'm looking at the ownership versus stewardship in the role of motherhood, and mm. <laughs> and I have been in a conversation, um, probably as long as I've been doing the mothering, um, that I'm trapped. Um, I have to sacrifice my all of myself. Um, it's heavy with guilt and fear that I'm doing it wrong um, and when I look at it from the stewardship role um, ownership feels like I have some control over it like I have I, I somehow have control over the outcome of how these two humans will turn out um, That's right. and They're your humans after all yeah exactly yeah I brought them here and they were here with me from the beginning and they're somehow, yeah, I have control. Um, mm-hmm. Stewardship feels much kinder to me, especially. 
Um, it's not so heavy with that control piece, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. And I've seen that that conversation is way more demanding than my kids have ever been. <laughs> um, uh -huh. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, that's big, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So what, what do you think your kids want? Well, you said something the other day that I've been, it's been on my mind um, that they want, and we all want, someone who understands us um, but doesn't judge us. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, of course, that's what you wish <laughs> you had a program in your mind that would do, right? But that is, of course, not what we have. That is not the program, right. the ego program in our mind, Right. It doesn't right. understand, and it does judge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot that, of judgment. That just feels really <laughs> important, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like offering that to myself. Yes. And I would say, on top of that, you will have uh, children who see an adult doing that. Mm. Because, you know, kids don't really need to see another uh, adult being brutalized around the clock by self-hate. They yeah. don't need that as their role model. Most of us, <laughs> most of us have had that. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's not a good legacy. Um, and so, gosh, this just seems like a, a way better approach, doesn't it? Yeah, and... I know I shouldn't go here, but there's definitely some guilt around, like, I know when I'm identified and respond to them, and I feel like they sense it, too, and just, like, well, of course they do. sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been on the receiving. I, that's right. Of course you have. That's how you learn to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where I just say, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, you don't want to turn you would say into that. one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to turn into one of those uh, perpetual uh, doormats or something. It's not that, but it is why God made the simple phrase, "I apologize." Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. So yes. you know. So okay. You know what? I got identified. I got identified with all this crap in my head, and I took it out on you. And I'm really sorry. I know it happened. I'm working on it. I'm telling mm. you that is a lesson every child who's ever born would love to be a participant in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, don't, myself don't included. Do don't right? feel that guilt. It just feeds <laughs> ego. Yeah. Don't No sadness about it. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Because mm -hmm. what you're doing is using it to strengthen your uh, commitment putting ego out of business and that that's a wonderful thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah I suppose that's why those uh, kids are here to steward you I don't know. well and I see it as a daily uh, it, it's going to be a daily practice right it's not like oh, oh I saw this and I figured it out <laughs> like but you oh, know yeah. I, I like the image of being the audience watching yes. the play of them growing up and being here, you know, for questions or comments or whatever, but not being the director or 
you know, yeah. even up up on stage stage with them. Yeah, or or you might even revise that a little and see all of you growing up and mm. all of you on the stage together and you've just been uh in the play longer. Mm. Mhm. Yeah, it's okay. We we don't yeah, we don't have to meet ego standards. Yeah. They're impossible. Oh, and useless and miserable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank Stewarding. you. Way better. Way better. Right. Stewarding and being stewarded. If we if we could see mm-hmm. all of all of life in that mutual relationship, uh, I think not only can we relax and be a lot happier, but all those things like guilt and remorse and fear just fall away. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Helen. Would you like to take the next caller? Oh, no. Okay. All right. Here's our next caller. You're not allowed on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hello? Oh, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Who is this? Well, I'm afraid I can't, so... Let's go to our next caller, Sharon. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Ladima. Hey, Ladima. Hey, Ashwini. So, um, I saw something in when the previous caller was talking about mothering and stewardship being not having to control. And something has happened for me recently, and that is, I have felt like uh, I'll be talking with my niece and and I have this feeling of I don't have to give her advice I don't have to try and have have her have have a better life or learn from my mistakes or whatever and she gets to have her own life and she'll do just fine with her own life Um, sorry about the dog Um, and um, I kind of, I thought that was like something like, oh, I finally learned that. I, you know, like, how did I learn that? You know, I was, must have like kind of like done my push-ups or something, you know, and, and achieved that learning. But when I heard what she was saying, the caller was saying today about control and stewardship being about letting go of control, I think I see that differently now. I see like, it's not that I learned, I did learn something, but not in the way I thought I did. It's more like something just dropped. Mm-hmm. You know, that need to control dropped. Yeah. And that... It's the old... Go ahead. No, it just opened up the possibility then for a, the, the stewardship uh, to come in. I didn't have those words for it at the time. Um, but yeah and just allowing them to have their life. Right. So it's the old Lao Tzu quote, right, that the uh, normal, normal I, I'm going to butcher it, but it's that uh, somebody, you know, usually you, you, you learn something every day, but the wise man is somebody who drops something every day, right? So the condition, ah. notion of 
how you, and that's, that's the entire practice. We're dropping conditioning. We're letting go our conditions, beliefs, assumptions, projections, prejudices, memories that drive how we are. And so there's a way in which that's, the, that's been your practice, right? Letting go of the conditioning. And, and as you said, if I keep doing the exercise, then I get strong. And I realize I'm strong because I could do something that I never was able to do before. And that's how the transformation happens. So as you're in the process of letting go, then it allows you to be here in a way that you couldn't be before. And there's a generosity in that. It's, it's what we're talking about with Jill. When I drop the ego, then everybody gets to have their own life experience. Everybody gets to be the expression that they are. And it's, it's a, an orientation that, that remains stewardship rather than ownership. Ownership equals ego, me, mine. Stewardship is, oh, all of life is life. And I'm part of that. <laughs> so yeah. um, there you go. It's a different, it's a different world. Yes. Thank you so much. That was a great, that was a great sum up. Yeah. And there's the generosity, right? You can yes. be you. Yes. Your niece gets to be your niece and then you process, right? Here's what's going on for me and here's what, and she says what's going on for you. And that's an equal exchange rather than I know everything that I need you to know. And I'm yes. going to make sure that you have the experience that I want you to have, which is so disrespectful. Exactly. <laughs> but part of my karmic conditioning belief, karmically conditioned belief that that's what I'm supposed to do to protect people or that like that somehow, somehow that got to be my job. And it, I, I guess I'm dropping that. It's not, I'm realizing that was a hoax. It's not my yeah. job. No, exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, and as Sherry just said, we, we, learn, we learn that from yeah. all of the models we have. And so till we unlearn it, which is what dropping, it, dropping conditioning is, we unlearn a way to be. We identify what, with what is rather than all of the stuff that we've been programmed with through which we can't see how it is. Right. Yeah. Very liberating. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Ladina. Well, that was and a little so, yeah. iffy for me, but I'd like to try it anyway. All right. Here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry. It's Renita. Hello? Okay. Uh, never, never mind, Ashwini. <laughs> okay. I'm out. I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm Sherry. Can't tell what uh, I'm sorry. All right. Hey, Romita, go ahead. Romita? Well, Sherry, it might not be you. It might be Romita, because I can't hear her either. All right. Let's try another caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? This is Laura in Berkeley. Hey, Laura. Hello. Um, yeah, well, I'm enjoying the conversation about uh, stewardship. Oh. Oh, sorry about that. Um, because, yeah, I've been looking at that around um, 
I'm going through a process where I'm doing some like um, hiring at work and like selecting people and things like that. And I'm just, um, I've just been noticing, I think there's definitely a sense of like ownership around that process and it's got to go a certain way and um, just the suffering around that. And, and it's been dropping in what if I, you know, was looking at this it, in a in a stewardship way instead? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and uh, the key word being the ownership producing the suffering. Because mm-hmm. if I own something, then I feel like I'm I have agency that I have the ability to affect the outcome, which is in itself a hoax because life keeps showing us that. It's going to go its own way, <laughs> whatever it is, right? So then I have to be involved in its process, not my process. Otherwise, suffering is inevitable. Yeah, because that's where the suffering, because then it, yeah, I think then I hit up against the reality of, yeah, I do not have control over that. And if I'm in that condition system, if I should, then, you know. Very distressing. And I'm not having yes, I'm not having the experience that I I want to have, right? So if you define suffering as wanting it to be different than it is, then when life is not unfolding that way, then I suffer because I'm I it should be a different way and if it isn't I if there's something wrong with how I am, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than stepping out of it going, Okay, well life is unfolding this way how am I part of that flow and how do I steward? I mean, that stewardship is, is that. It's like, okay, I'm a participant here. What role mm-hmm. do you want me to play in this unfolding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and the thing that I've been uh, just noticing, or like I think the sort of the belief or assumption that I'm seeing around stewardship is that um, kind of like a detachment or something uh, because this project that I'm working on and trying to you know get people for is something I'm really excited about and um, and and so it's like in some ways like condition kind of using that excitement of like okay I gotta control it because it's gotta be good you know <laughs> and that, it, but then it's like when I think about stewardship it's like um, I'm just seeing that at least from conditioning's eyes, it's like, well, that means you can't, it's like you can't be excited about it because you just have to be like, oh, anything's okay. And, well, you know, sort of like everything just turns gray. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's such an important distinction to, uh, to start to realize that, the, uh, that life is exuberantly involved in everything in life. Right? Mm. It's just completely 100% involved and engaged and, and participates mm-hmm. in everything with complete abandon. <laughs> and that's just how, you're, how, you, how we experience life when we don't have any conditions put on it, right? That's what we are. That's what animates us. That's how we're here. And so then mm-hmm. that, that question of, you know, detachment, or rather, you know, a, a better word would be non-attachment, Non-attachment mm. doesn't mean non-involvement. It mm-hmm. just means uh, that place of that, uh, that, that, that those things that conditioning puts together are not together. They're just separate. I could be 100% excited in, in my involvement 
and mm. completely non-attached to the content because one is at the level of the content and the other one's the level of the, pro- of the process. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, an important distinction. <laughs> yeah, and when we get confused, we realize we've stepped into the domain in which the content becomes important because that's the realm of conditioned mind. Mm-hmm. Because my excitement right, I, is my excitement. It's not about anything. It's just purely that's how life is. That's the true nature of life, generous and excited and involved. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. involved in or excited about or, mm. you know, all those prepositions happen when, it, when we move into that place of the content is the focus, not the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just saw that I think the, the sort of like detachment place, it's, it's actually kind of a duality, right? It's like it's just the yeah. two sides of the control coin, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm avoiding not having, the, uh, having it go the way I want versus yeah. I'm, I'm my well-being dependent on it going the way I want. And so yeah. it, you're right, it's just two sides of the duality. But if, I, if I'm here, then it doesn't matter how it goes, I'm just excited <laughs> Yeah. That's non-attachment. Yeah. To content. Mm. It's not that I'm non-attached to action or excitement. I'm non-attached to the content. Yeah. 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 Right, well, thank you. All right. Thanks, Laura. Well, Terry, I don't know if you're still on, but that brings us to the end of the I, show. Well, I was able to listen. I put the phone in on the uh, kitchen counter on a bowl, and then, uh, y- you know, it seemed to uh, temporarily, but we'll see. So thank you. Know. Thank you, everybody, for patience, and uh, you, Ashwini, for <laughs> stepping in and uh, taking the whole thing. And, uh, oh, okay. we'll see. Thank you. Right. Go happy. You too. Thank you, everybody. Go happy.